0: Hello? 1? 2? Is this thing on? Great. What's up? I'm PowerFuse, a retired goblin sapper in Warcraft Arclight Rumble. Someone paid me to tell you about this channel, Arclight Insights, and I never say no to money. These guys have podcasts, guides, interviews, PvP tournaments, you name it. Huh. You've got what you need here. All those marvelous creations are engineered by the folks at the explosive Prisoners of War Guild. So, if you like their mumbo jumbo, subscribe to the channel. I did. I might even like it. Well, gotta go. Time is money, friend.
1: Keep it real. Hey there, I'm Slade, one of the creators of Arclightbase.com, and I listen to the Arclight Insights Podcast.
2: This is a special podcast episode today with mike mikey from sydney australia he's at 65 skulls he cleared the full campaign on the second week of launch and he's over 1000 pvp wins
0: hey everybody welcome back to the podcast uh we have a interviewee today
1: mikey how you doing hey guys how are we i'm doing great thank you for having me here it's a pleasure and i'll try to um, share a bit of my experience here with you guys because there's a few of you that are asking me questions um, Through discord, so I hope that this would be a very informative um, insight towards the uh, beta version of the game Currently and happy to answer any of the questions
0: uh, We also have our uh, fearless leader here Spanner. How are you doing this morning Spanner?
2: Hello everyone, good morning, afternoon or evening, whenever you are. Uh, it's great to be here with uh, TapSnap and uh, Mikey today. Uh, for those that don't know, Mikey is one of the players in the beta with the highest progress, if not the person with the highest progress. And uh, it is a great opportunity for us to have him here, so we can uh, get into his brain and get some knowledge very useful for our listeners. <laughs> so... um Mikey, without further ado, so how many hours roughly do you have in the game already?
1: Yeah, so a lot of people have asked me these questions, and to be honest, I never keep track of the hours that I put into the game because um, I don't I don't tell myself to play play the game for five hours today, for example, right? Because that just becomes a a job instead, right? I just play it for fun, and I don't I really don't keep track of the time that I put into the game. Uh, most days. I just play it for a couple of hours, let's say three, three, four hours. Uh, not in one go, but maybe sometime in the morning, sometime during my break in the afternoon, and finish it off at night. Um, but when I am close towards breaking through a, a stage, for example, then I'll I'll probably get into it a lot more, right? So if you wanna ask me, probably we can just say roughly five hours a day, and I played during the second week of launch, actually when the beta was released. So if let's say it's been three weeks, then probably what uh, five five hours a day out of the, that entire time, you know. So you guys can do the maths. <laughs> <laughs> it's been pretty easy. Just uh,
0: pick up, play a few games, and then uh, go about your day, and everything. Yeah, yeah. Pretty quick and simple. So what keeps you motivated and keep on playing and grinding? You, you said you you just pick it up, play it for about a little bit, and then you can put it down. What's, what's that motivation to keep on picking the game up?
1: Yeah, okay. So it's actually a funny story about this, right? Um, I play the game just for fun, as I said before. And it gets to the point where normally I like to scout through the levels, right? So I need, um, let's say when I unlocked the barons for the first time, for example, right? Um, I like to scout through the dungeons and, and or, or the stages and find um, what I would need to build my strategy around, for example, right? Because I need to see what the boss uh, gameplay is like, um, the map layout, and those kind of stuff, yeah? So, it gets to the point that there's this one week where I was cruising through all the stages without any problem, um, finishing them in less than 5 tries for most of them, right? And it got me to, uh, I think it was stage 50 or stage 46, I can't remember but it was somewhere towards the end there and it was a big surprise to me because i just wanted to, to scout through the levels but then i realized that i might be able to beat it with the level disadvantages right so i made a reddit account and i just wanted to see how far other people have progressed and when i realized that i, I might be one of the uh, one of the players that have the highest progression in the game at the time um, that just keeps me motivated to actually push through and actually be the first one to complete all 65 skulls. I'm mostly I'm more of a PvP player instead of a PvE, but I do find that the PvE in this game is actually quite fun, uh, or maybe it's just the PvP just quite stale with all the bots that we have in there right now, right?
2: So Mikey, uh, since you've played so long, you must have some, a favorite uh, content type in the game. What is it at the moment?
1: Uh, I really want the pvp to be good but as I said before there's not enough player base right now So you just meet you just encounter a lot of bots for the time being and it just gets really boring Obviously this there's, there's the dungeons the weekly dungeons and there's the the stages the the storyline and I do find that Beating um, dungeons is actually very satisfying not only that on top It gives you feller points that you can use to upgrade your unit so Um, I do like the dungeons more than the stages itself. So between
2: the PvP and dungeons, what would you put first then?
1: In the current state of the game, I'd put the dungeon ahead. Right, okay, interesting. Mikey, when the game released,
0: uh, or when they announced the game, there was a lot of hype among us players, but there was a lot of people really beating on the game just because of the announcement trailer was a little more upbeat and fun. Uh, what do you think about that? Do you have you seen any of the YouTube videos where it looks they're like bashing the game before they even give it a chance?
1: So my original thought of the game because I do play uh, WoW, um, so I did see the the game trailer as you open the launcher. My first initial thought that the game looked a lot like Clash Royale and I played Clash Royale as well. I played it since launch as well. So it's been a couple of years now, six, seven years maybe. Um, I've got max level cards there. But then it's just a bit of a turnoff for me. Because my expectation that the game is going to be somewhat quite similar to Clash Royale. Especially it's going to be on mobile as well. And from my experience, mobile games are very, very expensive, right? Uh, (laughs) um, It's pay to win most of them right so I, w- I never got too excited about it and i never really looked um looked up the game itself so as your question was if people if what, what's my thoughts on other people creating videos bashing on the game before it before it even came out right right yeah well I, n- I never actually thought about it because i never looked into it either because i wasn't that interested in the game right so when Uh, when they put the announcement that the game is open for pre-registration i just do it just for the fun of it to try out the game and when i actually got it and played the game i realized that it's not paid to win at all whatsoever because i do spend like you know for or on all these gacha games online on mobile i like you know in the past i did spend quite a lot just to progress towards it as well right so i do speaking from experience I can tell you that this is not a pay-to-win game; it's just like you know, get good, <laughs> basically. So that's why it's uh, that's that's why I stick into it and I just keep playing because um, there's no fun in pay-to-win, in my opinion.
0: I I really enjoyed that feedback. That's that's great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, it's encouraging for sure. So Mike, uh, since you played quite a lot, do you have any funny moments or funny experiences that you had? Something from top of your head that you'd like to share with
1: us? I think the best... The best moment was that... Onyxia. For me, it was so hard to actually reach Onyxia. Like, not even to beat it, but just uh, get to her. When I managed to do it for the first time, I realized that, is this all that Blizzard has to offer? Because if it is, then I'm a bit disappointed, quite, uh, to, be, to be frank, right? Because I am a Season 1, 2, 3 Keystone Master on World of Warcraft itself. So I do play a lot of dungeons and PvE kind of content, and I do expect there's a lot more uh, creativity instead of the hardest part of Monixia is just to get to her instead, you know? So when I did get damage her, a third of her health, she did the Dragon Breath ability, <laughs> right? And I, and I was surprised and i was pissed off at the same time it was just a mixed feeling of fuck i thought i'd be like you know i thought i'd do it i thought i'd finish the game the same the other feeling was that oh wow well this is what i expect from blizzard you know so i think that i think that was one of the funniest moments that that i have in the game yeah i was very surprised watching some of the
0: videos and i i'm grateful i'm sure a lot of people are also grateful that you were posting those videos because it gave us a lot of insight on the game for players that can't play the game. So we, we appreciate people like you that actually want to post
1: some content to help build the community. Yeah, man, my pleasure. I just want to build up the hype because I do love the game and I'm hoping that it gets big during release, you know? So I just want to build up. I want to help to contribute towards the, the hype before the game is launched. That's the whole idea.
0: So as a previous World of Warcraft player and a current Hearthstone player, I played many hours. So my girlfriend and I both play Hearthstone uh, together. I don't need much convincing to play this game. I'm very excited. But how would you uh, convince some of these players that are in the Warcraft genre to, to give this game a try?
1: In my opinion, the Warcraft universe is it's massive, right? So there's all these characters, units that you can put into it and i'm sure that the hardcore fan is already gonna try out the game on their own anyways but it is a diff a different type of blizzard game like it's a the first of its kind like you know even though it's similar to clash royale it's a it's a two different thing and for those people out there that say that the game is copying Clash royale i strongly disagree because of the placement of the units you know the troop deployment zone that makes a big difference on everything like I li- realized that as I'm beating these levels, there's exact placements of units and timing that actually make the biggest difference out of them all, right? Because you can force the AI to um, spawn a certain unit on a certain a specific site, for example, right? So in for example, in that Onyxia video that I posted on Reddit, I can't change my opener because I have to force the gargoyle to spawn on the left side Of the map instead of the right side and it has a lot to do with the placements of units initially and the timing of it as well while in clash royale everything it's it's tile tile placements so that makes the biggest difference out of them all so the game is good enough already as it is there's so many there's so much creativity on the way blizzard creates the dungeons or the stages as well the levels the different challenges I really hope that that's enough just to bring people's attention towards it. And I'm sure a lot of people are excited and hyped up ready to try the game. Mikey,
2: so thanks for the comparisons with uh, similar games. But going back to war, what is your current favorite leader and uh, a regular unit in the game? And why
1: are they your favorites? Okay. Right, with this, I can only give you speculations because um, I'll be very biased when I say Talmos is the best because that's the only one that I played. Again, I don't play this game like you know, like what people thought—sixteen hours a day, for example, right? I don't have that much time to grind all the different uh, leaders to get to the certain uh, to get to the significant level to actually do anything with it, right? Um, but yeah, Talnos, Talmos is really good because of the range. Plus, it has a talent that that life steal and stun, and stun basically. That, that is a very important um, aspect in the game, such as uh, freeze as well. Right now, for sure, I'd say Talnos is the best. But Sneed, right, to a lot of people's surprise, Sneed might be the better leader, in my opinion. Because of the game is basically revolved around how you manage your gold and how, how you can be efficient with those units that you just spend your gold on. Now, Sneed has so many outplay potential, basically capturing a tower, forcing uh, the enemy to play a counter to recapture the tower again, and you can play another counter and get some more gold out of it. So, you get so much advantage out of playing Sneed if you can play it properly, um, which I've experienced, I I do a little bit of experience on PvP already, since it's all scaled to level 1. With units like the Sapper, the Goblin Sapper. At the same tower level, at level 1 Goblin Sapper against a level 1 tower, they will one shot it from 100, 100 to 0. And basically, you get 2 gold. Two, 2 extra gold because it's a siege unit as well that works well with, with the Sneed's um, passive. So, yeah, I think Talnos is really strong, but Sneed shouldn't be that far behind. As, a, as for the regular unit, I think Corehound. Korhan on its own, as a, specific, as a single unit when you play, not as a combination, as a single unit on its own, is very durable and it's very tanky as well and it kills a lot of other units one-on-one, right? And it can tank for the tower, it can resurrect the other half of it, and you can play things like the skeleton party that have a taunt with the talent, and then you can buy some time so you can make sure that Korhan doesn't die. Another interesting thing about Korhan, I'm not sure if it's a glitch or not, but if you play Tyrion, Tyrion has an AoE heal. When one of the Korhan dies, and Tyrion casts the AoE heal, he will resurrect it straight away with a sliver of health left, right? So, yeah, I'm not sure if it's a glitch, but Korhan is a, definitely a very interesting unit. I would say it's one of the best single unit to play on its own. That's interesting. Uh... I don't think I've seen that glitch I wonder if that is actually a glitch but that's, maybe it's meant maybe it's a, to it's it. an AOE. It, it it also works with the skeleton party um priest when you use the talent for a five the five man. so you got a tank you got two mages you got a priest and you get a rogue the priest does aoE heals as well it can resurrect the Korhound. yeah well it's interesting but I, I'm not sure if it's a glitch or that's how it's meant to be
0: is there any unit that you were very excited for and you put it into your roster and instantly you, you regretted it and you just tossed it to the side?
1: Yeah, now that I think about it, there is. It's the Priestess of the Moon. You expect the Priestess to, to get so much value from it, from the bouncing um, glaives, but it's just not tanky enough in my opinion and it's too fast as well. Right, so with the team comp that I play, I don't have any spot for the Priestess of the Moon there because it just um, runs in front of all my other units, which doesn't help. But then again, my biggest disappointment is actually on Ren. Ren was actually the first uh, leader that I chose. I think it needs a big, big rework. One, it's too expensive. Two, it's not tanky enough. And... Three, I don't know. I think it's the ideas of having a deck built around flying units is interesting, but I don't, I don't see how that's that can be put into any use as as of this current state of the game. That's just my opinion. Yeah, well, there's the there's the talent on Ren that gives you um resist on flying, and when on, on his dragon. So when you when when the dragon dies, you get armor basically, right? Even with that, he's still not uh, tanky enough, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, yeah, I see that he's been. You can take him out of flying pretty quickly. Like I, every game I've seen people play, he he gets one one shotted out of flying. So it's it's, it's very ineffective in that yes. aspect. Yes, just also very expensive disappointed as well on top. To hear, right. Yeah, I'm also disappointed here about the priestess because I by watching the games, it looks like she's pretty good, but I'm. I'm glad to hear your feedback on it.
1: I think they can fix both of them just by nerfing or buffing the gold or at least reducing the amount of gold to play them, right? Because Ren costs 6 gold and Priestess costs 5. There's so many other units that you can spend that gold and play and do the same role, basically, and it's much more efficient. That's just how I feel about those two
2: units. Obviously, it changes from who you are facing, which encounter, both in PvE and PvP. But from the top of your head, could you give us a combination of a leader and six supporting units that you would use for most of
1: the PvE and PvP encounters? Okay. So for for PvE, I would say Talnos as the leader, Skeleton Party, the Midwagon, Corhan as your main tank, and a Necromancer. There. And for your spell, always match um, arcane blast with talnos and for the last unit it's very situational you know you can play things like um, harpy with the mining with the mining um, talent when it's a bigger map and you need to gather more gold and to prevent the enemy to get more gold you can swap harpies with banshees against a big single target unit units like the molten giant you can also play things like safe pilot for an extra burst so it can work as a second spell for pvp i would recommend the sneet and um, it synergizes with the siege units right so the units that i would put in would be a shaman as a healer because sneet is gonna be your main tank Um, i'm still gonna use the mid wagon because how op it is in both pvp and pve a Necromancer as well. A Necromancer can be swapped with maybe something like a Flame Waker or a Ogre Mage. And then we have the Skeleton Party again. And a spell of your choosing. So something like a Blizzard or a Holy Nova. Or maybe another Arcane Blast, right? And But the most important unit um, in a Sneed deck for PvP would be the Goblin Seper, in my opinion. As it one-shots tower for two gold. So, why Arcane Blast? For Talnos. Okay, so Arcane Blast is a one cost spell that can be used four times. Right? So, it increases damage and cost by one for every single use. So, Talnos' passive is every time you use a spell, he gains one level. So, you don't have to have multiple spells to level up Talnos, basically. And it's very cheap as well to level up Talnos this way. Now, Arcane Blast can also be used as a cycle card for example you need to have another core hound ready for your next push and you need to build up your gold. you don't want to cycle a four cost three cost units because it's going to be too expensive and you're not going to get that push ready so you just basically play uh, Arcan blast for one cost and you cycle it now Arcan blast has a talent which is called the Arcan power and it swaps it from four cost to three to two and one A 4-cost Arcane Blast can one-shot a lot of units, basically. So it's very useful, it's a very useful and versatile card as a spell. And it works really well with Talnus as well, that's the reason why. For example, I mean if you use a Blizzard, Blizzard is a 4-cost card that only levels Talnus by 1. You might not need the entire damage from Blizzard and you can spare... You can use Arcane Blast twice for 1 gold and the second one, the second cast would be a 2-cost. But it leveled Thanos twice, and it only cost three gold.
0: So you kind of covered some of the next couple questions, but in your overall experience so far about grindiness and your overall impressions of the game, where do you feel like the game sits now? How much do you think they still need to polish it a bit before it actually is released to
1: the public? The only grindy part of the game that I feel is actually onyxia and everything else prior to that is not yeah no the grindiness of the game is not because it's actually quite fairly fast to level up your units Um, but once it's level 20 and above from level 20 to level 21 and 21 to 22 and so on that's when you feel the game could be a lot like you know grindy to address your questions about if there's any walls that i might encounter during the campaign it's just it depends on how good and prepared you are or i mean if you if you can build a strategy around it right because i've proven already that you can beat stages with six level disadvantage i don't see how yeah yes it is a lot harder to do it that way but it is possible right and i'm not saying that everybody should beat the levels with six level disadvantages, you know, most most of you would be at two level disadvantages, and by the time you clear it, then you probably unlock the next levels. Then you'll probably be at like three level disadvantages while you're still figuring out. You'll probably gain a level already, so you're 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 gonna be at that between two to three level disadvantage, and I, again, I have proven that it can be done with six level disadvantages, right on the on the last level, which is skull sixty five. The enemy was level 25 and i cleared it at level 18 average army yeah that's that's my uh, point of view in that in those questions but
2: you are a player that has a lot of background and experience in similar games but for the regular joe joining this sort of game for the first time do you think there will be parts where they will be frustrated with the difficulty of acquiring gold or maybe leveling minis do you think this will be noticeable in the game, and it
1: it might affect
2: player retention?
1: Uh, By acquiring the gold from the uh, the daily chest, I think it's quite fair the amount that the chest is given, since it's been buffed. And I don't think people would have problems with it. Plus, for the first clearance of every stage, you get a bonus gold anyways, right? And you can do that multiple times with different leaders or different race. For example, a horde, an alliance, or whatever, not. I don't think, well, I did not have the issue of, of having any trouble getting any gold, basically. And I never spent money to buy the gold in the shop. But I have managed to get all the units. Oh, so you, you haven't bought anything. Did you uh, buy the booster, though,
0: to, for the boosted gold and boosted experience?
1: Yeah, well, not at the start, Somewhere somewhere in the middle. Because I wasn't sure if I'm, if I'm gonna invest a lot of time into the game, uh, but once I was sure, then yeah, I bought the booster because I knew I'm gonna do uh, uh, some PvP games and whatever not right. So it's just to make it all worthwhile. But yeah, I never buy any of the gold in the shop. So
2: this means you could be even more advanced in the game by now. <laughs>
0: <If you laughs> bought it in the beginning. Oh uh, yeah yeah. <laughs> That's kind of scary to hear. <laughs> like, you're already top player now. No, but you're but, not but I that. do
1: oh. But don't get me wrong, I do buy the bonus gold from when you unlock a new area. You know what I'm talking about? Okay, yeah, yeah, the bonus gold. Yeah, yeah, cuz that is so much w- more worth it compared to buying the gold in the shop on its own, right? Because it's like triple the value or something like that. When you clear Skull 65, you get a bonus a reward or whatever it is that you can buy for I think like 4k gold that's a lot of gold man 4,000 gold right for like I don't know like 16 bucks or something I can't remember it's been so long <laughs> yeah it's uh, insane amount of gold.
2: are you talking about those bundles that you have like 48 hours to buy
1: yes yes okay that's it. Uh, okay, okay a limited time yes that one
2: so uh,
0: to tie up the PvP section of our questions one of the big things uh, it's been talked about in the community is esport potential. Uh, we do we have seen Clash Royale in a competitive field. I've I've watched some games on Twitch, uh, even though I don't play it. Uh, it was kind of interesting to see the setup with it being mobile. We can pretty much do tournaments at any time, anywhere in the world. How do you see this game potentially being an esport type of game where we can actually have people competing all over the world?
1: Yeah, okay, so that is a very interesting. In my opinion, to get into the esport scene, a game has to have a lot of player base. Uh, we can see that example on League of Legends for Fortnite and even Clash uh, Class, Class Royale. They're able to build such a successful esport. I'm um, seeing in those games just because of the insane amount of player base which all contribute towards the price pool of the of the tournaments at the end of the day and that's and that's what makes an e-sport successful um, I, I personally never been in I never compete in e-sport uh, I would love to but for now I think that's all I can say about the e-sport potential in the game because I do not have much experience in that field.
0: So I, I do have a question. There is another player that is in the forums that likes to pull out uh, other players when he beats them. Pint shot. Yeah, uh, I see him posting oh, yeah. every time he play. Every time he plays yeah. someone, he, yeah. he wants to call. He hasn't been me once. He hasn't <laughs> been <laughs> me once. That's what I was
1: thinking. I was wondering if he. No, uh, he invited me to the again. guild. Before you guys, before I knew about this Discord channel, right? And he's the one that actually introduced me to this Discord channel. Yeah, well, every time I played against him, I've got I've got messages from him saying that, like you know, after I after we met in PvP, he just messaged me on Discord. He said, "All right, Mike, let, let me know when you're off the game so I can come back and play," you know, because <laughs> he doesn't <laughs> want to face play against me, right? <laughs> I've got those messages there, but yeah, no, he hasn't beaten me yet.
2: What about Rook? Who is better? You or Rook?
1: <laughs> Rook beat me once, right? And that's that's because I thought he was a bot, right? Because I played against so many bots and I just dropped everything at the start. And because I played against him a lot of times and he never bitten me. And I, I genuinely thought he was a bot, right? Because he never bitten me once. And the one time he bit me, he was like, GG, Mike. I was like, good game. That was a good game. Just calm down, right? I wasn't even trying. But I don't want to sound like an ass. So I was like, okay, GG, <laughs> bro.
0: Uh, it's, it's it's interesting to see that point of view, because I was actually watching another streamer, another player in our guild uh, playing, and Gino. he ended up going up. But uh, yeah, Gino going up a yeah. fine shot, and he actually beat him the other day. I think that was the first time he
1: beat him, and he got super excited. Yeah, Gino hasn't beaten me either. Yeah, I always get excited when I play against him, like uh, because he mentioned me in his stream. I watched, the, I tune in once, but then I like the guy.
2: Maybe it's a testament for the potential of eSports in the game that we're already getting excited with the, yeah. a, few na- a few names that we recognize from the Discord com- community <laughs> playing each other.
0: So when the game goes live, what are some things that you've gained or uh, your knowledge of some good strategies to start out with? We already heard uh, a few of them, but do you would you pick up the the extra gold and the extra uh, XP uh, uh, thing in the shop right away, now that you have played the game?
1: Okay, a very good question. And I have been asked um, this question multiple times by people as well. And I still haven't changed my opinion since, since last time I answered it, which is a couple of weeks ago, right? Okay, so first things first, account level is very important. That just stops you from having trouble with grinding because the higher your account level is the more XP you get from all sources, right? And the biggest, the fastest way to gain XP is actually by PvP. There's two, you can can always do the quest but my tips is that never do the green or common quest. Always spam PvP because it has a chance to upgrade the quest. To become a rare or an epic quest, which rewards you a much more much more XP per, per unit, basically. So it's spam PvP and wait until the quest is upgraded to either a rare or an epic, and that's when you do them, right? Doesn't matter what units is offered, just do them. So then it resets the quest back to common, and then you can spam pvp again and then do the rare or um, epic quest again. That's number one number two the best way to level up your account level is actually by buying units when you have the gold don't hold on your gold to wait for that a specific talent just buy all the units but i do recommend um, i mean in the future if there if somebody is willing to make or maybe if we can make our own uh, tier list of units then just focus on getting those units because those units you can actually can actually be useful on some stages right like the banshees or like the i would say things like the rogue or even the chickens right they can be useful they have their own time to shine buy units first just spend your gold on buying units do not spend your goal on re-rolling the shop um, if you are really serious into playing the game and you're going to be playing it for a while, I suggest I recommend to buy the booster at the start because the later it is, the less value you get from the booster. And never spend, I mean, I wouldn't recommend to spend money, real money, to buy the gold in the shop because it's just not worth it. If you really do want to buy something for the game, um, just buy the stage bonuses. So, for example, if you clear a certain area and unlocks another, then you'll get a limited bonus chest or like a bundle which you can which is about the same cost as the gold in the shop but it provides four times or five times the value the actual good gold that you gain right so it's much more worth it that way the most important thing is that yeah, account level basically by spending all your gold just buy all the units that you see in the shop do not buy the talents because they're very expensive and i don't recommend to buy all the leaders as well right so what you would want to do is buy a good leader for every race just one for every race because you'll need different races for example like horde alliance black rock beast just buy one of the good leader and use those leaders to actually complete the levels and you can farm more there's no point of you buying a hawk and a chalga for example and you're only gonna be using one you're gonna spend 400 gold to buy the second leader well, instead, you can buy it. Uh, you can buy another unit. Don't buy all the talents that you see in the shop, and focus on grabbing the talents that you're gonna be use. Uh, that's that's gonna be used for your main army. For example, uh, like a Corhound or you know, because it's always a reliable tank, a Meat Wagon, right? Those kind of stuff. And yes, I do recommend buying both talents because every talent that you buy increase a level of the unit even though you can only use one talent at a time for example Midwagon has two different talents it has the extra range plus two range or it has the spawn skeleton on impact of the projectile right by both if you're gonna be most of the time you're gonna be using the spawn skeleton talent but by having the plus two range talent it gives you an extra level for your unit and unit level really matters that's the biggest advice I can give to anyone from my experience I wish I knew about it earlier so I don't have to spend a couple extra you know hours grinding because that just helps a lot I see a lot of people saving their gold and like you know hitting to for exa- uh, reaching skull 55 or skull 50 but still at account level 20 I can only imagine how much if you think I grind a lot I, I expect you grind more than me at the end of the day but yeah account level is one thing you need to focus on buy all the units that's the main priority buy all the units make sure you have one leader for every race and then buy the the rest at the end towards the end of the shop so one thing
0: I, I that I picked up from this and it's very interesting because I know that later on as you level up when you buy a unit you get bonus XP so they're actually when you buy them they're at a higher level than when you buy them early so my strategy was is to hold off on some units to later so i got that speed bonus for them but now listening to you it it, it kind of changes my mind on
1: that strategy no no that's a very good point it's very good point and it that's correct that's what i was i was going to talk about it after this but uh yes but the thing is you can't hold on to not buying the good units because you'll need those units to actually progress to the levels In some stages, you need a replacement unit as well, right? So you still have to have those units. And by the time later on with the bonus XP, for example, like me right now, um, I'm level 42, my account level 42. My highest unit is level 22, which is Thalnos and all my main army. They're all level 22. When I buy a unit, the last unit that I bought with all the account level bonus, the bonus XP, it only boosts that unit to level 13. So let's say you need a replacement for your... Skeleton party, right? You need a banshee, for example. And if you leave it to the end, the bonus XP is not significant enough for you to use that unit to actually beat your current level stage. Because by then, for example, like you know, I was at level twenty. The unit that I buy, the last unit that I bought, was got the bonus XP, and it only bumped it to level twelve. So you'd want the good units at the start so you can actually start playing with them, get some gold, and then just and increase the levels as well as you're playing with them. The the extra bonus XP is not going to increase the unit levels higher than your current main army. That's something to that's a very important point.
2: So in the same vein of the tips for players, strategies in the start, we have a question from one of our guildies and community members, Barrel Roll, and he's asking if you think it's a good idea once you get around 30 skulls. To just straight level up your minis to twenty-five or thirty before completing the rest of the campaign.
1: By minis, you mean your main army or all of your units. If you, if he's thinking about leveling all his units to level twenty-five and thirty, you can. I mean, <laughs> getting your mini level up to level twenty-five would take an insane amount of time. I don't even have level minis yet. With before the talent, don't worry about getting it to level thirty. You know, well, once you see, it takes fifteen thousand XP to level up one unit, then you're gonna you're gonna give up on it already, right? So no. So basically just have a good idea if you want to head start. Have a good idea on the team comp that you want. It's not gonna hundred percent work all the time, but just think about a, a good comp, right? And stick with it. Because keep using those comp to progress through the stage like what i did i just used the my main comp which is Thanos and all my other six supporting units by the time that i was able to clear um, the higher difficulty levels if i do want to farm gold i can just swap to a different leader and do that do the previous levels and at that point your main units should already be higher than the previous stages already so for example I cleared Skull 65, and then I start farming gold with the other races on the previous stages. At stage 40, you're playing against a level 16 enemy, right? Well, at Skull 65, you're playing against a level 25. Fighting a level 16 enemy would be so easy for you by then, because all your troops would be level 18 or 19 already. And it doesn't really matter what what leader you want to use, because you're not even going to use that leader anyway. You can win without using your leader at all because you just overlevel the stages, right? So do, do not waste your time on leveling all your units to to a certain stage. Just focus on your main army, your main troop. Obviously, there's going to be one or two units that you would swap around. For example, like a, you would want a shaman as a healer on some stages. You would want a banshee or you'd want a rogue or little things like this. And focus on leveling those units. Don't worry about everything else. Everything else will scale on its own as you're, um, as you're doing PvP and then doing the rare and the epic quest, as well as the daily chest that you get. They're all gonna scale on their own.
0: So we all here know you uh, listen to this podcast religiously, and you you love you love us. So <laughs> my question is, <laughs> my question is, is uh, from the last podcast. Uh, we had a tricky question of the day. Um, the question was, in Angoro Crater, there is a hidden mount that requires a quest chain. Part of that quest chain, it requires you to be poisoned. How many days in a row do you have to be poisoned to get this mount?
1: Uh, I, uh, I know, I know, I know the, I know the answer. It was mentioned oh, you discord. do, you do know the answer. It was mentioned oh, okay. in Discord. <laughs> I do, I, I am actually in the Discord. Uh, I think it was a couple of days, isn't it? Because I know Arclight Spanner did mention it. It was in one of yeah. the trivia questions, right? Yeah, yeah, it was. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to take a random guess here, okay? Um, Three. Okay, right? <laughs> get um, well, right. Well, I'm
0: not. I'm not going to tell you if you're right or wrong, but I'll tell you this: you won't be mentioned in the next podcast.
2: <laughs> I think seven. We, we are we are going to mention the the names of the people that got it right. Uh, I can tell you oh, the answer
1: then, guys. Yeah, we'll we'll t-
2: we'll tell you the answer yeah, you after off the record but uh, just a reminder for every anyone listening to this podcast if you go to the previous one where tab snap is asking this at the end make sure you contact us if you know the answer and we are more than happy to uh, mention your name in the end of the next the next podcast which by the way will be released on saturday so mike as we are approaching the end of this interview which was really really useful by the way at least from my perspective I Appreciate. Um, <laughs> you're welcome do you think Warcraft Arclight Rumble will be very big and will have a lot of success and a lot of impact in the Warcraft universe
1: yeah with that I have a lot of faith on Blizzard themselves to actually do a really good because I am a fan um, throughout the years I do want to see the game grow in a positive way in the future to grow big hopefully heading towards the esport community as well and i'm sure a lot of people would be interested and excited once the game is released right so again it's just we can only hope for the best and hopefully blizzard is doing a really good job for this game
2: i feel i feel the same way personally what about yeah, yeah. you Tap? Top, are you positive about the future of the game
0: I am. I'm I'm actually getting more and more excited by the day. I believe being part of the community and the guild has actually got me more excited. Doing the podcast, being asked to help out with this has actually got me pretty excited. And I've been talking about the podcast at work. And even though everybody at work doesn't play this game or won't play this game or not in the games, I find myself uh,
1: talking about it uh, to people that probably don't even care I like the dedication and the the passion in the game. And
2: by the way, shout out for people in the community like Slade, Bloodwing, Genoxel, Rook and many others uh, like yourself, Mike, who have have been doing so much for the community with the information you bring out and your efforts. And we really appreciate what you guys do.
1: My pleasure. Happy to be here. Thank you for having me here, guys.
2: So when are you actually gonna beat
0: anoxia we uh we've been watching and I know you said you you've been taking a little break uh since your last attempt when when are you gonna make another attempt at her <laughs>
1: yeah, oh yeah onyxia the bittersweet of my experience in this game yeah well since my last encounter I feel like I just I spend the most time in this game I think playing against onyxia It gets to the point that I feel a little bit burnt out because I'm running out of ideas. (laughs) So I took a two weeks break. I'm thinking of getting my units to level 25. With that sense, I'll be 5 level disadvantage. Hopefully, I can beat her by then. But to be honest, the bigger issue is that it's not the level disadvantage that is much of a problem to me. The bigger problem is that the mechanic of the boss, right? I still haven't figured out a way to be efficient enough to be able to, my, my, my first initial strategy is to chain C so that she doesn't even get the chance to use that ability to wipe my entire push and kill it in that one one go. I'm, I'm struggling with that. I'm waiting to get the chain lightning stun talent because it's only a two cost. And if I time it right, maybe I'll be able to, to cancel that out. But I haven't been lucky enough to get that in the shop. I've seen it a few times, but I never thought that I'd need it till today. So it's either I wait until I see that talent and get it, or I'm gonna keep grinding until I'm level twenty-five. All my unit average level twenty-five. That's yeah. That's when I'm gonna try to attempt Onixia again. The one strategy that seems to work
0: that I've seen out there is more dots. Have you tried more dots?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, too many people are telling me more dots. But yeah. <laughs> it's an interesting one. <laughs> right.
2: Well, after hearing all this, I certainly hope that uh, you are the world first killing Onyxia so we can brag about one of our is doing it. So thank you very much for uh, taking the time to join us here in the podcast. I just want to put out there an open invitation. You can always come back anytime you want here. Top, is, is he welcome to come and join us again?
0: No, <laughs> well, I actually think we've had enough of him, I think we got all the information
1: we needed from him. <laughs> them from for that. Yeah, I've been I've been talking too much nonsense all this time, sorry to waste your time guys.
2: <laughs> oh good.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah we got so... your strategy down, now we don't need you, we, we're gonna do it ourselves. <laughs>
1: Yeah, we just we it's just the use... execution that matters, not the strat, okay?
0: <laughs> We're all going to be talking about tap snap and spanner now. We don't
2: need
1: to. <laughs> so, Good uh, of a so challenge be... for me then. That's great.
2: <laughs> so before before Tap ends the podcast today, uh, is there anything you would like to tell us before we end the podcast?
1: Yeah, um thank you very much for having me. I really appreciate it. It's my pleasure to be able to share all the insights of the game. Especially with you guys here um, because you guys are, have done so much for the community. We all want the same thing, right? We want this game to actually go towards the right direction and be successful during launch and hopefully it has a lot of player base in it. Um, don't forget to like and subscribe towards the podcast here, guys, because these guys know what they're doing. They're very informative and 100% more, more to come from them in the future. So don't miss out. Appreciate that,
0: Mike. Thanks, Mike, for your time.
1: No worries. Do I get if paid?
0: <laughs> it's you know it's how well, it, it's
2: charity work. <laughs> I followed you.
0: Do you accept
2: Monopoly money? <laughs> we we give you a Discord uh, role in our Discord.
1: Mm-hmm. I want my name to be colorful. Okay. <laughs> okay.
2: Thank you for your time, Uh, we
0: really appreciate it. Bringing you on here is gonna be a big help for the community and help grow the community. If our listeners want any more of this type of content, want us to bring on more people, we have a lot of great ideas. Please comment, like, subscribe to the channel. It really means a lot to us. Uh, A lot of us are doing this as a fun side project. And if if you wanna see some more of this uh, content, please, let us know and if there, you have any suggestions for us, uh, put them in the comments and we're there, we're looking, we're listening. We, we need that feedback. Hi, I'm Watchy from the Watchy TV Twitch channel and I
2: listen to the Arclight Insight podcast. Created on the 8th of May, 2022, the Guild Prisoners of War is a force in the Arclight Rumble community. We have a solid structure in place, with the roles of chieftains, taskmasters, elders, and wolf riders. Our Discord is always active and our members are friendly, competitive, and knowledgeable. We will always challenge ourselves to compete in all content types in the game. If you think you got what it takes to be one of us, apply to our guild today. All the information you need is available in this episode or in the general podcast descriptions. We are looking forward to having you with us on the battlefield.